The next attribute is dikduk chaverim. Uh, the truth is, I refer to it as dikduk because that is the version in most nuschaos of uh, uh, this brisa. But it should be noted that some of the mafarshim, such as machzor vitri and maharal, uh, have a different term dibuk chaverim. The idea of being close with, learning with uh, friends, exactly the parameters of which we'll get to in a moment, but the idea that the interaction between colleagues, friends, equals, contemporaries, that that should be part of the Kinyon Torah, uh, the Baruch She'amar, Baruch Halevi Epstein, more well known from his commentary on the Torah, the Torah Tamima. So the Baruch She'amar connects this with the famous adage in the first parak of Perke Avos, Kinei Lecha and says that that term, Kinei Lecha is an allusion to this brisa, that you can make a Kinei, a Kinyon on Torah, through Chaver, through having friends. So that doesn't add any substantive insight into how this Mida works, but it's an interesting and maybe cute uh, allusion that is found in that more well-known adage from the beginning of Avos. But as was mentioned, obviously, uh, this idea of diktuk, which sounds like perhaps the act that the two friends will do with each other, or dibuk, being close with each other, that idea of chaverim, friends, chavrusas, chevras, we would say, that is one of the 48 kinanei Torah. And the question is exactly what is being referred to and why is that so crucial? Uh, some of the Mepharshim highlight uh, statements that are made in the Gemara in Masechta Tainis, Andaf Zayin Amad Aleph, where the uh, Gemara makes a number of statements regarding Torah. So, for example, Torah in the process is compared to iron. And Ma Barzal Ze Echad Mechadeid Es Chavero, Af Shnei Tamir Chachamim Mechadin Ze'ed Zebahalacha. That just like you would strike iron against iron to sharpen them, so too, uh, when two Tamir Chachamim are learning with each other, perhaps arguing with each other, so they sharpen each other. So it helps you get to a higher level. Um, specifically, the Gemara continues and also compares uh, Torah to fire. But in this sense, Ma'esh eno dolek yachid, af Torah in Just like you need something to ignite something else to set it on fire, so too, Divrei Torah must be ignited, so to speak, by someone else, by a chaver, it doesn't ignite on its own. And then the Gemara continues and says that without a chavrusa, you may come to make mistakes and lead to incorrect rulings. So not only the importance of the chavrusa, but practically the idea that by sharpening your ideas, bouncing them off each other, arguing with each other, that will help in the positive sense or the negative to avoid mistakes, that's alluded to in this Gemara. Uh, It's also explicitly noted by the Medrash in Kohelis Rabbah in Parsha Dalid, commenting on the Pasuk there of Tovim Hashnaim Min Ha'echad, two are better than one. So the Medrash says specifically it's talking about those who are Yigiun Batorah, two who are together learning, Chavrusas learning together. That's better than one person who's Oseik Batorah Ba'atzmo, by himself. Ki'im Yipol Ha'echad, that if someone makes a mistake, so to speak, falls down, forgets a halacha, so his friend, the harusa, will help him and will pick him up, so to speak. So the idea here, in both of these sources, and the Tiferes Yisrael here in the sixth parak of Avos, uh, makes this point as well, that 
by having a harusa to learn with each other, or the Tifar Yisrael speaks about two students who are in a shear of a Rebbe, reviewing the shear together, but this makes sure that you won't miss information, you won't forget information, you don't make mistakes. So it's a very, very practical, and I think very intuitive and compelling advantage of two of harusas, of friends, of a chevra, helping each other grow in a very understandable and very down-to-earth kind of way. A very different perspective on the benefit and the advantages of a chavrusa is suggested by the maral here in the Derechaim. And he develops an idea that an individual alone, someone by himself, cannot be makabal the Torah. And he explains in his very maharalian kind of way that each person on their own is just chomer and therefore uh, something more physical, more base. And if the Torah remains inside one person, you just listen or you're, you're re- reading, let's say, Torah by yourself, but the Torah remains inside of your chomer, somehow getting corrupted uh, by the unspiritual case that it's in. But if you talk Torah out with somebody else, as you would with a harusa, with a chaver, if you are talking with Torah, two people to each other talking Torah, so then you are in a certain sense freeing the Torah from within you, freeing it from its encasement in the chomer, and by two of you being involved in the sharing and the give and take, you have now become osik, uh, involved in Torah. So this is the, the maral characteristically with a little bit more of a metaphysical uh, bent uh, to his uh, perspective, but I think in his own way he is saying something that complements what we've already seen, and that is that it's not just that there are pragmatic and practical and easy to understand benefits to learning in a chevra, learning b'chavrusa, but the moral is saying there's something fundamental. The Torah itself is elevated when it's shared uh, with each other, even among peers, and that's, I think, something which is quite profound and really, really fascinating to consider. Uh, a number of the Mepharshim actually uh, delve uh, into something rather specific using the Diktuk Chaverim on the list here of the 48 Kinani Torah as an opportunity to address another statement in that previously noted Gemara, uh, the famous Gemara Masech Latinus, where among other things the Gemara also says very famously, not only is it important to learn from a teacher, but umechaverai yoser meirabosai, that I can learn or I have learned even more from my friends, my colleagues, than from my teachers. So obviously the importance of chaverim in learning is evident in that Torah, and picking up on that and its inclusion in the 48 Kinyan Torah, a number of the Mepharshim here in our chapter want to understand why that should be. Whatever you want to say about uh, the importance of a friend and having friends to talk over Torah with, why is that even more, Yoser Meirabosa, even more than my teacher? In what sense could that be true? So one answer that's given is by the Medrash Shmuel here, as well as in the Ruach Chaim, Chaim Velazhner, and they both say something very similar. And that is that like teachers who speak very clearly, there's ironically a certain disadvantage to that because you understand things pretty easily if you have a good teacher who's organized and clear. However, when you speak with friends about the Torah, so since they are less expert in the Torah, their presentation and their ability to explain might be less clear. And therefore, that will require more work, and specifically the term used in our Brisa, in their version, diktuk, 
chaverim, the being medactic, really being ma'ayin, working over, analyzing, inferring, questioning, examining your friend's words, the diktuk, which is necessary more when a friend who is not as mature and as clear and as masterful in his own learning, but paradoxically, there's a benefit to that because that requires more engagement on your part, more diktuk to understand. And even though in the short term, initially, you might be frustrated that your friend or the harusa doesn't know it as well as the teacher, but it's through that diktuk, through the extra effort that's required, that engaged learning that's required between the two of you, you end up understanding it better than if you just were more passive and heard from a more masterful teacher. A very intriguing idea suggested by the Medr Shmuel and the Ruach Haim. Another suggestion made here as to why learning from a friend or with a friend is even superior to learning from a teacher is suggested by Rav Yaakov Emden in the commentary Lechem Shemaim. And he says that when it comes to teachers, people who you look up to, you may be too embarrassed to admit you don't understand something. You might be too embarrassed to ask uh, when you're not clear. As opposed to when your friend says something that you don't understand or don't necessarily agree with, uh, you are much less likely to hold your tongue. You are much more likely to question and really push the person once, twice, three times until you finally understand. So this gets back to a larger theme that we've already mentioned in a previous year and has many sources throughout uh, Torah and Chazal and common sense and con- educational understanding, the importance of questions and not being embarrassed to ask. So Yaakov Ebn specifically says that there's an advantage from that perspective when you deal with equals and peers as opposed to a teacher. Um, another idea uh, that's also mentioned very interestingly by Rav Chaim Velazhener, not here in the Ruach Chaim on Avos, but in his more well-known magnum opus, the Nefesh Chaim, in a small section called the Kut um, Eretz HaChaim. See, he specifically says that by talking things over with Chavrusa, that will help your memory. Again, I think a similar idea to what we saw earlier, that by a Chavrusa, talking with each other, friends talking and learning, so that's more active learning, as we would say, than the passive learning of listening to a Rebbe. Um, but unlike the clarity that comes from the active learning, um, we're not unlike, but in addition to that, he has now a third idea, and that is that by having more engagement, more active participation, also help with one's memory. Uh, before going to our next uh, Mida, I thought it's worth just taking a step back for a second, and in light of these various interpretations and explanations of why diktuk and dibuk chaver, the role of friends and chavrusas are so important in the Kenyan Torah, there is a broader uh, indication in broader literature um, in Chazal and in Mefarshim about in general, from the Torah perspective, the importance of friends and friendship, which is not explicitly limited to Talmud Torah, but overlaps, of course, and generally uh, relates to our relationship with our Shem and our spiritual growth. Um, the Rambam, in a number of places, stresses the importance of friendship and having friends that are striving together. Just to mention one one of the areas where the Rambam, one of the places the Rambam talks about this, is in his Parish HaMishnayis, his commentary to the Mishnah in Demai, in Perik Sheni, where the Rambam describes how uh, in Chal, especially in, in Mishnaic literature of the Gemara, uh, Talmud Chacham, a scholar, is often referred to as a chaver, uh, a friend. And, you know, if you've learned Mishnah, especially in the area of Zrayim, because this relates to the uh, Mitzvah Satluis Baaretz uh, to some extent, um, you can kind of take it for granted if you've heard, learned this or you've heard it enough times. But if you think about it, it's somewhat peculiar. And the Ramam is addressing this. Why in this context would Tamir Chachamim be referred to as a Chaver or Chaverim, as friends? 
you know, especially in context, very often the contrast is amaretz, you know, unlearned, ignoramus. That makes sense when you're describing the opposite. But why would a scholar be called a chaver? So the Ramam explains, karum b'shem zeh, that it's highlighting the fact that their relationship with each other in the context of learning, who learn with each other, who talk with each other in learning, that that is the truest form of friendship. That's the the truest form of friendship because it's dedicated to a higher purpose, to a higher cause. It is, in this terminology, a chaver l'shem shamayim. Uh, the Rambam earlier in Avos as well in his commentary very famously uh, discusses, I believe it's from Adel originally, the three levels of friendship. And the Rambam there makes this point as well, that the highest form of friendship is when it's L'Shem Shemayim or towards a higher purpose. And in this sense, uh, the Rambam here as well is saying that um, that's where the term Chaver comes from to describe Tamire uh, Chachamim. The Gemara in Baba Basra on Tevzayim and Beis, just to give one last source on friendship, uh, an amazing, amazing statement. The Gemara there is describing at Tevzayim how the three friends uh, knew Eov was sick and they visited him. Very famous story of Eov when his friends visited him. And the Gemara there says that this is why people say, O Chavra, Kechavre de Eov, O Mitusa. That either you have friends as the, on the same level, high level as Eov, or better to be dead. Uh, really a shocking statement, and Rashi there picks up on this and says, Without good friends, it's better to be dead. Really a strong statement. So I saw very beautifully, very insightfully, a powerful insight by Rav Yitzhak Isaac Sher, who I believe was the altar of Slobodka's son-in-law, I believe, and one of his successors. And he asked the question, we know that part of the dramatic and painful story of Eov was that the Satan was given permission to cause Eov all sorts of tsaros, all sorts of things, and took everything of value away from Eov, really horrifically, as we know. But if that's the case, why not rob him of his friends as well? Why not kill them too? If Eov's whole family was taken from him, his material possessions, apparently the one thing that was never taken away from Eov were his friends. Why not? So he answers that what you see from this, amazingly, is that even though the Satan was allowed to cause Eov pain, but he was not allowed to keep, ki- kill Eov, excuse me, as the Pasuk in Perak Beis of Eov says, Ach es nafsho shemori. You do whatever you want to Eov, but you can't kill him. And you see from this, says Isaac Shear, that if Eov would have lost his friends, it would have been like death. As bad as all the other losses were, somehow Eov could still go on. But if he had lost all of his friends, that level of loneliness would have robbed him of the essence of life itself. So that insight into this Gemara Baba Basra uh, really dramatically underscores generally, from an emotional perspective, the role of friends. The Rambam's general comment in the Parish HaMishnayos specifically underscores the importance of friends who are not just social friends, but ones who come together in a partnership and a collaboration towards higher idealistic and spiritual ends. And then the various commentaries that we saw, uh, specifically on our Brisa and the Gemara in Ta'anit, uh, Davzayin, very much highlight the importance of the role of friendship or Chavrusa, of learning together, and the benefits that that can have, uh, sometimes even more superior than you can from a master teacher, at acquiring and mastering Torah and getting one of the Kinyane Torah. 
Okay, our second uh, attribute for today's shear will be a little bit briefer, but also very fascinating. And that is the next thing that is listed, which is Pilpul Talmidim. We started off at the end of the previous year talking about the Shimush Chachamim, the student towards the teacher. We just about friends with each other. And now we have uh, the opposite, or the final part of this kind of threesome, Pilpul Talmidim. Somehow the benefit, it seems like, that the teacher gets from the Pilpul of students. So what exactly do we mean by this, and how is this actually playing a role? So first of all, in terms of the broader point of the role of Pilpul, and how that term is often used in a very interesting way, uh, the Gemara in Shabbos, on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, tells us that after a person passes away, after 120 years, when you go up to Shemaim and you're asked important questions, the big ones that we know you're asked, if you're honest in business, and you set aside time to learn, and see peace of Yeshua, did you strive for or hope for or work for redemption? But also in that list is Pilpalta B'chachma. It's hard to know exactly even literally translate the word Pilpalta, but obviously the inference here and wherever it's used is not just to by rote, repeat, or memorize information, but really to dig in and question and answer and analyze it. Pilpalta b'chachma. But, you know, of all things to be asked, after 120 years, it's an interesting thing to be included. It's not obvious why that should have been so important to be included. Uh, a second thing that's very interesting um, is going back to the Gemara and Tani that we mentioned earlier, Dav Zayin. Uh, the Gemara there says um, that, commenting on the Pasuk of Eitz Chaim He, the Torah is compared to a living tree for those who hold on to it. In what way is tree the right metaphor, the proper metaphor for Torah? So here the Gemara says that just like a small tree, you know, a small twig, if it's higher, can be madlik the gadol, you need something, whether it's a match or some other piece of flammable material to light the other thing, even the bigger thing. So to Tamir Chachamim, ketanim machadidim es the small ones, the students, can somehow benefit and sharpen and light on fire even the bigger people uh, from them. And in fact, uh, this is what leads the Gemara to quote, Hainud Amarav Chanina, not only can I learn a lot from my teachers, not only can I even learn more from my friends, which we mentioned a few minutes ago, but the famous conclusion of the Gemara, Umi Talmidai Yosr Mikulan, I can learn even more from my students than I did from my friends and certainly even from my teachers. And then again, this just begs the question, A, why is, fre- why is having students so important to one's personal growth, and why the term pilpul. In this Gemara, it uses the term machadidin, sharpening, but it, and it certainly seems like something similar to the notion of pilpul, that it's not just the activity or the very existence of the students, but somehow the pilpul and the chidud that comes from or engaging the students that can really benefit the teacher. So in what sense, what do what Chazal have in mind in general, and specifically in our, in our b'risa? So Rashi, uh, there on that Gemara and Tanit uh, Zion, says it specifically refers to the questions that students ask. Shesholin kolsha, even though sometimes it can seem like incessant and repetitive, and the students are asking and asking, but that level of questions uh, is what itself is the form of the pilpul, the Q&A is what's being referred to, the question and answer, that back and forth. And that's what is sh- what's pilpul, that's what's machadeid, and that's what helps the teacher. Uh, here in our Brisa in Avos, in the sixth chapter, the Tiferes Yisrael uh, says something uh, similar as well. The Maharal, as well as the Medrash Shmuel, um, also understand that we're talking about questions, but they address something uh, subtle but very fascinating and related, which is if, if questions are important, we can understand that perhaps. But why are you specifically tying questions with Talmidim? 
can other people ask questions? Why specifically is it that Talmidim ask questions? Previously we saw when it comes to Chaverim, it's Diktuk or Diktuk Chaverim or Dibuk Chaverim. Well, friends ask each other questions too. Why is it that the questions are from the Talmidim, but it's Diktuk or other terms for equals or for Rebbeim? So both the Medrash Shmuel and Maral say something similar, really, really powerful. And that is that, that when you're talking to people who are of your equal or who are even greater than you, uh, it's not likely that they're necessarily going to ask questions because they either already know what you're telling them or because of their own level, they can easily grasp what you are saying. However, when it comes to younger students, Again, Davka, because the student is less learned, less mature, less sophisticated, they will ask more questions than a contemporary or a teacher would uh, of the same lesson, of the same message, and therefore that requires and puts more, more work and puts more pressure on the one giving over the Torah. And therefore that's why it's Davka Pilpul Talmidim. Because the pilpul, the benefit that comes from the question and answer process, is much more likely to come from students. Keeping in this vein, uh, both Reb Chaim and Rav Yaakov Emden point out that the benefit of the questions coming from the students is so vital that it even uh, transcends the quality of the questions themselves. Rav Chaim Velazhner, somewhat harshly, but he adds that Lav Davka, because the questions are so good and so insightful or probing, it's not, that's not necessarily why uh, the teacher learns, although that's great when that happens, but rather, he says, even if it's not the best or most insightful learned question, but any question, uh, if handled properly, can lead to discussions and debate, Pilpul, and that's what helps the teacher, even if the initial question wasn't so great. Similarly, Rav Yaakov Emden in the Lechem Shemayim says that since Talmidim are not Shleimim Bechachma, and he adds, sometimes people ask in a sheer just to show off, uh, but nevertheless, uh, because students ask all sorts of things and sometimes will be mafalpel in their own question, uh, then even the even from that, the teacher can become sharpened because he needs to explain the students' mistakes to them and where they are wrong. And since, and since through the mistakes comes the truth, and then the mistakes become clarified, so the pilpul of the Talmidim, even if they're relatively low-level questions, uh, certainly if they're high-level, but even if they're low-level, can truly sharpen the teacher. Finally, um, there are a number of commentaries that, in general, speak about the very powerful, metaphysical, spiritual schar, the reward that comes from sharing Torah. Until now, we've been speaking about you know, the very understandable, I think, and easily understandable benefits, real obvious benefits that can accrue to a teacher from the questions and the pilpul that he gets from his students. But beyond that, there may be just a In that sense, it's one of the Kinyane Torah because it helps the person uh, get closer and better understanding of their Torah, but it may also be beyond the educational pedagogic benefits, there may also be spiritual reward that comes from uh, teaching Torah and sharing Torah with Talmidim that can lead to the teacher's growth in Kenyan Torah. So for example, uh, the Chassam Sofer uh, makes this a big part of his, 
I guess you could say hashkafa, uh, is both in his parish on the Torah, the Torah's Moshe, and perhaps even more well known in his introduction to his shut, his tshuva svarim of Chasam Sofer. And he develops this idea, specifically when it comes to Avram Avinu, that Hashem wants us to give over and share our Torah, even when it means less time for us to work on our own growth. And he specifically talks about why Hashem loved Avraham so much because he spent so much time, Avraham did, uh, you know, being Megayar as Anashim, as Chazal tell us. He spent so time, so much time spreading monotheism. And the Chasim Sofer says candidly that that meant that Avraham had less time to work on his own religious growth, less time to work on his own relationship with Hashem, less time for his own learning. And Chasim Sofer does not deny that in the short term that lessened uh, Avraham's ability to learn. But at the same time, says Chasim Sofer, that's what Hashem wants. And Hashem will reward the person who puts his priorities, Hashem's priorities, over his own. Even when your priorities are spiritual, you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to improve yourself. But if instead you focus on sharing Torah with other people, even if that means there's less time for your own focus on your own growth and learning, but in the long term, it will benefit you because that's truly what Hashem wants. And by prioritizing what Hashem wants, Hashem will bless you and give you that tremendous growth. Uh, the Chassam Sofer's son and successor, the Ksav Sofer, and his commentary to the Torah in Vayikra Per Kavav, uh, quotes uh, his father, and he elaborates on the fact that a son, excuse me, that a Rebbe shouldn't worry about his own growth and he should be willing to sacrifice it because of his teaching. And really, you should realize, he says, that kol chaftso v'chukaso yelahoyel acherim v'lo That the entire focus of a teacher should be on how he can help his students and not worry about himself. And if you learn to share and teach, then HaKadosh Baruch will make sure that you can learn in a smaller amount of time, in a short order, what otherwise might have taken you Longer, and that's what he says when he mean, That's what he says it means when Chazal say umitalmidai yoser mikulam hainu. He says bizchutam. And again, in light of this interpretation of his father that he's quoting, he doesn't mean the practical benefits of students, but rather that by being dedicated to students, Hashem rewards you and gives you a certain kfitzat haderech. What would take you uh, the intellectual journey, which might otherwise take longer you will get in a shorter order, shorter term, because Hashem is rewarding you because of your prioritizing other people and what He truly wants. Uh, finally, to conclude, uh, it's just worth sharing, I believe, uh, Rav Shimon Shkup's uh, insight, very famously, in the introduction, the Hakdama, to his Sha'are Yoshar, where he defines the term holiness, Kedusha, he defines that as service for others. Helping other people is how he defines Kedusha. And he gives various makoros for that, Ayin uh, Sham, if you're interested. But in this context, he adds, this is why, quoting Chazal, we say when it comes to tithing, giving over a maiser, so not only do we say, aser b'shvil shetit asher, like what Atayinus famously says, that if you give maiser, if you tithe and you give charity, you can do so and even test Hashem that He'll reward you financially because of the money that you gave away. So says the Shar Yoshar from Chazal, this is also true in spiritual tithing. If you give of your time, if you give of your Torah, then Hashem will reward you and give you more Torah to give away. Just like if Hashem sees that the money He gave you 
you're using for good things, you're sharing with other people, Hashem is more likely to therefore give you more money because He sees you're doing good things with it. So too, says Rav Shimon Shkap, if you give away the Torah that Hashem has helped you acquire, Hashem will give you more and more Torah to give away. And in an amazing thing, uh, he even quotes somewhat autobiographically his own career, which he says that part of what he's been able to accomplish in his own learning is because he's always wanted to share whatever Torah, whatever chidushim he has, he always wanted to share with his Talmidim. And he is convinced, he says, that this is the pshat in Umi Talmidai Yoser Mikulam, that it's not just a natural benefit as we've seen, but also skuli. It's also a reward that Hashem gives you. In the spiritual sense, by giving over and sharing our Torah, Hashem is more likely to reward us and give us more of that.